0: Welcome to Still California. I'm Dylan and I'm Ryan. He's a historian and he's a distiller. And this is a distiller-driven podcast where we discuss the California spirits industry and explore what it truly means to be grain to glass.
1: Join us as we take a deep dive into a bottle of some California spirits. Cue animation.
0: Hi, everybody. My name's Ryan. I'm Dylan. And this is Distilled California, the podcast for the grain-to-glass gl- uh, crowd, where we talk about everything uh, spirits in California-related, the history, the industry, the myths, the legends, everything else under the sun when it comes to the boozy life. And we drink. And we drink every once in a while. How you doing, Dylan, since our last uh, sit-down? Better than I deserve. Oh, wow.
1: Uh, What's
0: been going to on? To the Dave
1: Ramsey fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I just got a world war II Jeep today. Uh, yeah, I, I put on my big boy pants and bought a completely uneconomical car, but, uh, <laughs> you know, bucket list thing. I'm very happy with it. It's uh completely restored runs. Perfect. We'll have to get some shots of that or something. Yeah.
0: What's, uh, I think there's some like cool numbering on it that you had.
1: Done, oh right? yeah. Yeah. Um, the seller offered to do custom stenciling and markings on it. So he put, uh, uh, Unit-specific markings for Santa Ana Army Air Base, um, which uh, the Jeep is from 1945, so uh, it would have been a late-war unit. So it's a WFTC 1040th base unit for SAAB.
0: That's a lot of numbers. What is the first part? What's WSAT?
1: Uh, WFTC is the Western Flying Training Command. Okay. Yeah. Um, Santa Ana was the headquarters for all um, training Army Air Forces during World War II
0: all or just like for the pacific um
1: well all the western side sorry yeah uh so that would be oregon california nevada arizona i think new mexico
0: cool yeah awesome that's great we'll have to take it for a spin uh... yeah yeah well um uh yeah i don't know what uh what else do we need to cover today before we dive into some spirit Uh,
1: well um well, we did have a, um, a a bit of a question last week from oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for uh, whether or not bourbon could be um, made uh, in a U.S. territory and still be considered legally bourbon or legally considered bourbon. So
0: somewhere outside of the continental yeah. 48, right? Yeah. So that's your
1: Guam, uh, Samoa, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico,
0: Washington D.C. Oh yeah, D.C. Yep. And yeah. thankfully, we were able to the the uh, production crew was able to do some research and yeah. we found out that uh, indeed the answer is yes, you can make something called bourbon, not in the lower 48. I mean, this obviously we already knew Alaska and Hawaii, but we weren't sure about the rest. Yeah. And um, uh, if I remember correctly in the CFR, the um, Code of Federal Regulations, it states that uh, any territory is included. And so territories cover things like states covers Puerto Rico, covers Guam um, and and what was the other one, Samoa? maybe Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Thank you. Yes. So somebody has got to figure this out and go make some bourbon in uh, one of these places. I don't think anyone's doing it right now. So maybe that's the next thing to find out if anyone's doing
1: it. Untapped market. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the thing about bourbon is that it has to be made in the United States Mm -hmm. and then it says, and dot, 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 all these other things. So that's how everyone else gets lumped into it. Um, Yeah.
1: There's, there's like what five or six, right? It's gotta be 51% corn. Like how are they going to get corn to Puerto Rico? How do they get corn to Alaska? How do they get corn to oh, Hawaii? Yeah. You got to put it on a boat and get it over there. Jeez.
0: And doesn't it have to mean that the corn was grown in the United States. You could get corn from Russia or something. And- we
1: need to distill around Catalina. Yeah. That 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 needs to happen.
0: Yeah. That would be crazy expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you could charge a lot. Then they there. have no water. They, no. They have, a de- they have a small desal plant. And, oh, really? Yeah. And uh, everything else has to be trucked in or yeah, boated in. Boated in yeah. yeah. No trucks. Ooh. Yeah, no, that's not feasible.
0: So maybe that's part of the reason is that it's yeah. really hard to get your raw materials to yeah. these places. Yeah. Um, so. And that's a
1: great segue into like raw materials, right? Because yeah. we're going to work today. We're going to talk about uh, after we try this great gin or what I think is great. Looks great. Uh, presents great. This is a spirit guild. Los Angeles distillers. Astral Pacific gin distilled from Clementine oranges. Uh, let's see. On the back, Astro Pacific Gin is also born from California clementines, uh, distilled in 250 gallon batches and infused with with juniper, pink peppercorn, grapefruit peel, pistachio, and other local botanicals. Astro Pacific is a traditional juniper-forward gin that also expresses the rich landscape and ingenuity of California. I like that line. Good line. Uh, enjoy in a classic cocktail like a Negroni. Or on the rocks with just a slice of lime or fresh strawberry. That's an interesting application with a strawberry. Uh, We are a small collection of distillers who, in collaboration with farmers and artists, create spirits that celebrate the abundance and pioneering spirit of California. Our distillery is located in the Los Angeles Arts District on a site that once sustained the first orange groves in California. So with that in mind, before we get to drinking it, we've got to pin it. Oh, yes. We didn't do this last week. Um, because I'd already pinned the Santa Ana um, uh, site on the map here. So we're going to go up to L.A. and assume the Arch District is right there.
0: Arts district is basically right downtown next to Little Tokyo. If you take the train, you can walk there.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is a that
0: <laughs> is doesn't want to go in.
1: Oh <laughs> <My stuff.
0: laughs> Two in the books, uh, yes. Orange County's first distillery in Santa Ana. And then, um, uh, then spirit guild or spirit works spirit, spirit guild. guild. I always say it wrong because there's a, there's a spirit guild up North that we're going to talk about them too, but this gotcha. is spirit. Nope. There's a spirit works up North. There's mm-hmm. the spirit guild. And while Dylan, um, is pouring, uh, I want to tell you a couple things about these guys. So this is uh, Morgan and Miller Duval, and, uh, They've been in uh, business, I think, at least as long as Blinking Owl. has right around the same time as Blinking Owl because they're one of the first distilleries that we ever visited here in, in Southern California. And the reason we're picking them tonight, thank you, sir, is uh, to cover is because they're close to us. Um, we know them. We're friends with them. And um, they make a really nice gin. And there's some more interesting things. We'll talk about it here in a second. So, hey, cheers, friend. Cheers, sir.
1: That's super citrus forward. Yeah, big time, right? Yeah,
0: which you'd kind of hope for yeah. out of a gin that yeah. proclaims to be made from clementines, right? And there's an orange on the label. It's kind of a textured label with like uh, some script uh, for the Los Angeles Distillery, um, um, sort of uh, springtime colors. Yeah. Wait, what does it say? Pacific Gin. Yeah. Are they trying to start a new category? I don't know. I mean, what's a Pacific Gin? Morgan Miller, what's a Pacific gin? So that leads me to this yeah. other. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be drinking this, but I wanted to say okay. that at some point we want to start calling folks and talking to them about yes. these spirits. Um, so Morgan Miller, we owe you guys. Um, we'll get you back for the vodka that you make, because yeah. every time I go to their distillery, I'll take a bottle of our vodka mm-hmm. and trade with them because I really like theirs.
1: That's cool. OK.
0: OK, Taste.
1: Oh, I really like that.
0: Oh, what's the ABB? I forgot.
1: It, there there's a very nice warmth to it.
0: Oh my goodness, there's a reason. There's a reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it? It's uh, 47%, which is 94 proof, which is pretty spicy when yeah. it comes to the alcohol, pretty burny.
1: Jesus. Yeah, it's a spicy boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's rewarding on the on the taste buds.
0: Yeah, Ooh. so most of the gin that you've ever had is probably going to be 40%. Yeah, or
1: like your London Drys.
0: Uh, well, London Dry um, gets thrown around a lot as a term. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it basically, that just means a gin that someone um, put the botanicals in to create the flavors and then distilled that product into a finished gin. That's the basic definition of a London Dry. You can check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Um, so many gins are distilled. Most gins are distilled gins. Gins that are are finished after it's gone through the still the last time. So the, all the flavor is part of it. Um, and uh, most of those that you've had, if you've got a gin from a grocery store, if your favorite's like a Hendrix or a, um, a Bombay or a, what's the other? Tanqueray. Thank you, Tanqueray. These are all really good gins. Yeah. Um, I believe I I believe that they're all forty percent ABV or um, eighty proof. and proof is just twice the ABV. Uh, So that's why this is interesting. Not just because no math in the podcaster. uh, Well, I'm not good at it anyways. That's why calculators are for me.
1: Yeah, math is not nice. Yeah,
0: but yeah, now that now that we realize that I'm really getting on the nose, like I can smell the once you acclimate
1: to the to the proof, the there's a sweetness Mm -hmm. that's really, 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 really nice. And alcohol can be confusing for Damn, sweetness. This would be great in an aviation. Like it would totally change the flavor of an aviation. Yeah.
0: But Damn. my big takeaways from this are the citrus.
1: Yeah. Right. Citrus is is up front. They say the juniper is in for nah. It's the citrus. The, and the mouthfeel is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not bitey. It it's like almost cotton candy ish.
0: Well, this is a this I we make a gin, and, and mm. this is definitely a gin. But they're very different because they start from a different place. Yeah. So um, Spirit Guild starts from uh, actual orange. I, I don't know if it's a, I think it's an orange uh, juice or concentrate or something like that. We'll have to ask them to, to be sure. Mm-hmm. But it's oranges. Yeah. Um, and all the products that, that I make, that we make at Blinking now are grain based. So they start from a grain, some kind of grain as the raw material.
1: So they're taking the oranges and fermenting them. The, and the starch becomes sugar or the sugar is already present. And. Wow. Yeah, okay. so they're starting from so they're doing the, the sugar, the old way, of just like fermenting fruit for booze, essentially, essentially, <laughs> that's cool.
0: So they don't have to do that front end step mm-hmm. where you convert a starch into a sugar. They're starting from the sugary thing itself. Which yeah, they don't is, have to mill anything.
1: Nope. That's milling. cool.
0: Now they have to handle like orange pulp or I, I, again, you'll yeah, yeah, have yeah, to yeah. describe this part to me, which I am curious about how yeah. they do that. If they pump it, yeah. if they just dump it, I'm not sure what they do. Um, but then they, like you said, they'll ferment that let's, let's call it orange juice for lack of a better term. And, um, once they've got that fermented product, now there's alcohol in it and they can put that in the still and start distilling and they're off to the races. But, um, I think the, probably the most interesting thing about this is that they don't start from, um, grain, which most popular gins do start from grain. They start from, um, a fruit.
1: Now, what grain would be it would for like a gin it wouldn't be a rye, it would be a what like a wheat although or a
0: barley? There is a California distiller that makes a rye based gin, which I'm sure we'll review at some point because it's really good we'll 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 get there someday.
1: do I have it in the collection of gin?
0: Um I don't you have some of their products, but um actually, I'm looking at it right now.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: gotcha. it's right next to the gray whale up there
1: it's the it's the saint george reposado there
0: you go there you go
1: saint george we're coming for you yeah yeah um it's yeah. there so they make a
0: gin from a uh, sorry from rye which is actually really smart because you're adding the spicy character of a rye grain to an interesting botanical character from a gin but you have to be careful there because if if they made Th- their gin, and frankly, if we made our gin with rye, we'd probably want to tweak the botanical recipe a little yeah. bit because to pair those, botan- you can't just go one-to-one. I, hey, I make a gin from wheat and I really like it. And then if you switch up that base material from wheat to rye, it's yeah. going to be a different animal. Yeah. Uh, now, what do most people make their gins from? Um, I, I I don't think I'm a gin authority enough to know the answer, but um, a lot of them are wheat-based because wheat is a really um, simple Um, straightforward, soft, and flavorful spirit to make the neutral spirit that you start from to make a gin. Um, Corn is probably used a lot because it's uh, more affordable. That's really good. Yeah. Now, I'm curious what they would make a cocktail out of it. Like, what's their go-to cocktail with this? Well, you said aviation, but I'm not the cocktail guy. We'll have to ask our bartender. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I would totally, like, drink more of this uh again the mouthfeel is amazing presentation is solid uh yeah i i this this will find its way onto like my main shelf cool yeah
0: um and something we'll talk about more as we go along through our our podcasting journey together um this says distilled and bottled by right on the back Ah, that's an important set of words. Yeah. And uh, Morgan and Miller do distill all of their own product and uh, bottle everything there on site.
1: So we'll, we'll do an episode just on, um, label reading and label dissection. And, uh, yeah, because we, again, we want it. We, the purpose, one of the purposes of this podcast is to create more and in, more informed drinkers. Right? So we want it, we want you to know what you're buying and what you're drinking. Uh, so you start with a label. You start with what captures your eye and what you have to read. So um, that'll be an episode all of its own because it, it takes a deep dive into uh, legality, it takes a deep dive into uh oh, it's pretty much like legal descriptions, right?
0: Yeah, yeah well and and, and, and creative and mar- writing. Yeah, and creative writing and marketing and yeah, know, how manufacturers tempt you into pulling one of their bottles off the shelf. yeah. And that's a big, big component that most small craft distillers, when they get started, don't really take into account or. or They uh, it's there's very much a sense of if I make it, they will come. Yeah, Um, and that is not the case unless you somehow struck gold, unless something about your product or your bottle design or your label just like uh, surpasses all of those expectations. just making it and making good stuff and putting good juice in the bottle is just the first step. There's a lot that comes after that. And that's when we'll get into the bottle stuff. But um, congratulations, Morgan and Miller. We love your gin. Yeah. Um, in fact, I like their
1: vodka even more. OK, good. Vodka is one of my favorite vodka. Good to know. Yep. You know, OK, as we're moving forward, we should have like a like a rating system. Mm. Again, again, guys, we're like we're building this with you. So, yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's very draconian. Sir. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> it's binary, Dylan.
1: Oh yeah. Does it pass muster or not? Does it go on the shelf or not? Is it good or is it? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube almost got me there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll we'll figure that out. M- maybe. How many? He's thinking. Maybe how many? Instead of like stars, how many grains does it get?
0: How many grains? How many berries? How many? Ha- uh, yeah. How many little wheat stocky things back to like... Um, we'll say eight. Say eight? That's arbitrary. I don't know what that's out of. Is that out of 10? 10. 10 yeah, out of 10.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would give this a 9.5. Like 9.5 wheat stocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
0: made from wheat, though. <laughs> I
1: know, I know. but It's
0: oranges, so it gets 9.5 oranges.
1: 9.5 oranges. Okay, we'll change it up. Yeah, yeah. 9.5 oranges. Well,
0: so now they they make orange, orange-based gin and vodka from oranges mm. in los angeles in a building that it's mm. a cool old building it's got the the sort of the um kind of like ours where it's got an arched ceiling but theirs is made out of wood oh. you see those spotted around southern california a lot i think they're all built in the 40s and 50s um and a lot of them were at least this one i think if the, if their label is accurate is um and we'll need a, a local historian to tell us that i or got them that. or them mm-hmm. um is probably was probably a packing district yeah uh and so when they're referencing the citrus industry i'm guessing i don't know for sure but i'm guessing they're referring to that building having been part of the packing,
1: packing like a plants. packing house yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so as i understand cool. it
0: and anna was home to a lot of folks who lived in santa Ana but worked in the fruit industry and would go up into like irvine uh, inland yeah. and Ur- Irvine, riverside and further inland yeah to, to do the act during the season when it was harvest time, Mm -hmm. harvest there. And then they'd move back to where they live most of the time and did the packing at these facilities throughout uh, populated areas of Southern California.
1: Yeah. It's almost that, that would be like migrant workers, right? Yeah. Um, but they
0: lived here too. They were migrant, but they lived here. Yeah. And then they also
1: did packing here because the, the various agricultural goods came out in different seasons. Right. So you could work um, throughout the year, like here, um, the Sagerstrom family is known for like lima beans, right? Oh really? yeah. They made They're their good, fortune really. on lima beans. They were the number one lima the beans one producer ever. in the country. Really? Yeah. Where South coast Plaza is now was lima bean country. Y'all, <laughs> uh, lima beans builds a luxury mall. Like <laughs> that's cool. Um, and you know, we, uh, before the great blight in 18, no, well, after the great blight in 84, that's when we pivoted to oranges and, and barley, and then uh, and things like that we reproduced we barley here we need to make more barley here oh my gosh that's
0: the whole thing yeah Yeah.
1: Absolutely. but then again you know that's a lot i mean i'd also want to do malting here big ups to admiral maltings for keeping it california uh yeah okay what's next uh i mean that's
0: a i think that's another we're, we're segueing on segways here but oh yeah talking about base material raw materials that go ah, into yes. spirit so we're trying to give folks, at least in the beginning here, sort of an overview of the of the process of how you get to something that grows in the ground to spirit in your glass. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways to cut that kumquat. I guess uh, is that a phrase? I don't know.
1: It is now. All right. It's I on the internet. <laughs> um, Can't take it back.
0: <laughs> uh, and we were we were kind of hinting at it that theirs comes from a fruit. Yes. Uh, from oranges. Uh, most of this, everything that we make at Blinking now comes from grain so we're talking about everything from corn to wheat to rye we talked about rye up there for that other gin to malted barley mm-hmm. which is just barley that's gone through a process um but you can also make it out of things like start um uh, oats oh yeah millet yeah triticale which is a combination of two things I and mean, we might have mentioned that last triticale? week triticale or triticale or triticale spell it T- Trita, <laughs> t-r-i-t-i-c-a-l-e damn okay triticale or i've heard people say it everywhere i have no verification for
1: that but it sounds right
0: yeah <laughs> i think it's a hybrid of wheat and rye oh that's cool yeah um uh what else uh potato
1: oh yeah your vodka
0: your 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 potato vodka. so
1: anything that has a starch in it or a sugar in it or yeah. or a starch that could be converted into a sugar via yeast yeah so okay
0: frankly could we make siegers from lima beans into booze yes i, I mean they, they
1: still make lime. they still grow lima beans <laughs> they don't make they still grow lima beans in that little tiny field off of fairview and i know
0: what you're talking about
1: the, yeah fairview and it's gonna bug me sunflower
0: oh okay. yeah 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 where you that you can see from the highway when you're going to the airport
1: yep where, <laughs> where that uh, farmhouse is that so you have the farmhouse you have the barn Nobody's gonna get
0: this, but we get it. Uh
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're local, you know what we're talking about. If you live in Costa Mesa, you'd know, buy baker, you know, you know what's up. Um
0: there's a dirt patch out there. You know there. where
1: Pizza Dioro Oro is, you know where you know French's pastry is, you got it. But um, yeah, it's a dirt patch. And then what's weird is you look at the look at the house, it's a very nice 1920s restored uh bungalow, right? Then you have their office building. Which is this little squat CIA really? looking thing? It's h- hidden in the trees, like you know, like you'd suspect it would be. <laughs> but that's like their headquarters. All right for for um, for Cyclops Plaza and the Siegerstrom properties
0: for their money printing operation. Yeah. yeah, but there was a point to that. Oh, if we could get some get our hands on some lima beans, enough lima beans, experiment be a lot, and do some kind of experiment, can we make booze out of lima beans? And I think the answer is gotta be yes yeah. maybe that's the next asked ask and answered uh, we need a section. still for
1: that we need an experiment I, ha- I have access to a still though yeah but but it's like old yeah
0: but it's not the Can one we to... raise enough money for a still
1: Can we... i mean if our homies over at um the whiskey vault well and and the wizard academy could do it in texas just for lima beans hey though? guys yeah king what size dillman here um
0: oh boy he brought it up so i'm gonna go with oh, it oh god he said it king size dillman is in the house so any more boost for this he ha- go for it he has an alter ego uh dylan does and his name is king size dillman that's right king size dillman i laughed really hard the first time i heard it and i still laugh every time i say it oh by the way melissa says hello to king size nothing else that's it she stopped right there yes um
1: Kindly, sir, yes, uh so
0: how did king size Dillman come to be a thing?
1: uh so back during covid
0: it's still going by the way,
1: yeah, okay, it is still going, but I in, in the height of covid Back in the war oh my god <laughs> um i I'd watched the whiskey Vault for maybe a year or two, and I really liked their format, I really liked um. How, What's the
0: Whiskey Vault for people who don't. The have?
1: Whiskey Vault, is, the Whiskey Vault channel on YouTube, uh, which they also have the Whiskey Tribe. It's it's their sub, uh, supplemental channel on YouTube. They're so cool. They have two channels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. Uh, they have, I want to say one of the largest collections of whiskeys uh, or whis- whiskey uh, in the United States. Um, it's based out of a whiskey some sommelier school in, um, near Austin, Texas. And, um, it, it's a, it's a great place. I've not been there. I have friends that live literally five minutes away. So they they go there and like spy for me. Um, <laughs> you'll
0: never know who it is. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: But, uh, I, I really was inspired to like send them some of the California. So
0: they do like reviews, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They do the reviews. Um, and like on Fridays they do like a rare whiskey Friday, which is, uh representation uh they taste several whiskeys
0: it just means it's whiskey that you can't get nationally right? yes the hair is like in yeah quotes.
1: these are you let's see if i can do this these are usually your smaller craft distilleries with not without a lot of re- uh, distribution and yada 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 uh we thank you for the whiskey and you're welcome for the review <laughs> it's free i think right? i did it better than y'all um not no 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 shots fired don't come out for me but uh, <laughs> um yeah, they, they did the they do reviews and they get shipped whiskey. I don't know, but they get shipped whiskey because you know whiskey just magically appears on the doorstep via the mail. But uh what
0: a job, right? Yeah, just stand in front of a camera for a while and people start sending you whiskey. I,
1: okay, see they they drink that's whiskey. what we want to do, but yeah, course. yeah. We're getting there, we're getting there. But um they uh I I sent them the whiskey. I sent them which I sent them to oh. I sent them two in the, in the first run that was the four grain and it was the, um, the rye. Oh, it wasn't the weeded. No. Yeah. It was... it was the four grain and the rye, then the weeded. Okay. Okay. So they, they broke it up into, into two episodes. Um, so it was the four grain first, which had a good review. It was solid. Um, it, it still tasted uh, green a little bit, which it was cause it's what, two years old. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, they, it was good. Then I think it was that episode where, the, yeah, it was that episode where they were where Rex. Uh, it was the first episode, yeah. Where where he? So I wrote them a letter.
0: You have to watch the episode just so you can get like the sense of this because it's it's funny. Hilarious.
1: If you if if you um go into YouTube and you type in "Blinking Owl Distillery," it'll come up in the in oh, the search. It? Yeah, all okay. three of the episodes that we've been in, okay. um, come up in the in, in, in for a uh, whiskey whiskey vault. And I wrote them a letter because everyone mispronounces my last name. It's Almondral. a eh? yeah, it's Almondral. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> eh? yeah, Dylan almondral I. It took me. I asked you how to say your last name because I wasn't sure. The first
1: depending time. on if 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 I'm talking to one of my grandparents, even though none of them are alive, uh, it would be almondral Are they here now? Are you knocking? Uh, them? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not twice if you're here, Grandma. Oh God. <laughs> They're back. Oh, okay. Um yeah, it would be like almendral or um yes, or, or just almondral. <laughs> and uh people have a problem, you know, pronouncing that and spelling it. Where does
0: almondral come from?
1: I'm n na- i am I share the name with a small village in Spain. Uh, uh no. the Spain was largely conquered by the Moors in the twelfth century.
0: The almendrali. <laughs>
1: sure yeah <laughs> god and uh <laughs> i'm sure they used his name so in arabic my name is actually arabic al meaning the Mendral, meaning the spindle or the lathe so it's an occupational name oh, but i share like miller dude this is all this is all very this is all coming around yeah, yeah, yeah i like yeah. this the yeah. spindle or the
0: lathe yeah. all right keep going yeah.
1: so some somewhere it's not that interesting keep going keep going we're going to your last name um but so there's a village in Spain called Almondrol. Now that's, that's near the area where my family is from. My family is actually from Cordoba and then they, immig- they migrated to Cuba uh, in the 1890s. And then they came to America in the 1970s um, because. Uh, so maybe he was, Castro. he was
0: thinking all of this stuff and that's why he was. Oh yeah. He was but He was, he was
1: with the history of my name. Yes. Yeah. So I wrote him a letter. I said I I, I spelled up my name phonetically. All right, it's almond like yeah. And
0: lo and behold, my first name is Dylan. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. It's Dilmand almond draw. Am my. Like,
0: like almond?
1: Dil Dilmand like almond. Yeah. Yeah. So or
0: as they pronounce it up in Northern California, almond.
1: I, I I I I'm not I'm not I'm not. They do. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not up with that. I have a no. good friend
0: who pronounces it that way, and I, it's hard for me to hear. Everybody. Almond,
1: almond. It's oh. like salmon, right? You don't yeah, say
0: salmon. It, you say salmon. Why would you say almond when it's almond?
1: I'm gonna have a stroke right now. Uh, <laughs> almond. It sounds like that. It sounds like a kid from South Park. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Hey guys, let's get some almonds. Oh god,
0: it does. So he got he got you almonds like blue, all right. You like those
1: blue diamonds? <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Enough riffing. <laughs> so yeah. Dillmond is, is, yeah, that's what I was known for. And then of course I shared the video out with everybody. And then, you know, that's been my moniker.
0: Yeah. Well it started out just as Dillman. Yeah. Dillman.
1: And then they, they riffed about it. Yes. <laughs> and
0: then like it's because it was like, it was like, that sounds like a, like an almond joy, like candy bar or something. And it was like, Oh, but, but it's like, but he's the bigger version. So yeah. it's king sized you know you can get king size Snickers or a king size yeah. so
1: yeah we're not gonna there he is yeah. ladies and
0: gentlemen king sized <laughs> Dillman Wow we are really far off
1: topic of that nah, it materials. gets worse we're oh, not done keep going I wrote them a letter sending in the setting in the weeded bourbon right Yo, oh, no nah, it gets worse and then I said I my Christian name is Dylan <laughs> but my given name heretofore shall be king size Dillman <laughs> And lo and behold, they actually call me that on screen in the video. So, yeah, it is it is it is 100 percent like confirmed. It is real. Uh, that is that is my name, King Size Dillman. I'm the artist from the nose, King Size Dillman.
0: Formerly as this regular size. Dilmand. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. OK, so enough about me. Let's talk about Spaceship Earth.
0: Oh, God, Spaceship Earth. You need yep. More booze and some I, more booze. I do need more for this, but
1: I'm
0: OK. Spaceship Earth.
1: Wow. We're we're going right for it. Um, this is my favorite part of talking to Ryan is because he gets really emotional <laughs> and poetic about the subject of grain like no one else does.
0: I hope not to get too emotional. But I think the important thing for it's people. It's okay to cry.
1: <laughs> yes. The important thing for
0: people to understand when it comes to raw materials uh, being turned into spirits or any kind of alcohol for that matter is that it doesn't matter what your raw material is whether it's whether it's corn for bourbon whether it's grapes for wine whether it's barley or malted barley for beer which um, most beer has malted barley in it um is that it's important where it comes from uh so you hear a lot of people talking about terroir when it comes to uh wine And uh, where it comes from, the little microclimate that that grape was grown in, the type of, you know, obviously the type of vine, the type of grape is important. Uh, But, you know, whether we get cool afternoons and and, or evenings and hot days and a little bit of moisture in the morning or some dew or some sea breeze or we're on the North Slope, we're on the South Slope, we're on the West, whatever. All these things come up to make the terroir Um, and grapes are really good at expressing that. Into the finished product. Um, and something that I think we've taken for granted is that everything expresses its own terroir in finished product. It's just um, kind of can be sometimes masked in spirits because you're dealing with such a higher alcohol percentage than you are in wine. Wine's going to be your 11, 12, 13, 14%, maybe a little higher for um, uh, bigger wines, 16%. Uh, booze is going to come in at 40% plus 50% if it's a bottle and bond, 60% if it's a cask strength. Um, and so, you know, you can kind of forget because you're all you're thinking about is the alcohol, but that the terroir, where that product came from, is really important. And that's a big part of what we stress in our products. And uh, I always like to really applaud people who do talk about that uh, in their stuff. So don't think about terroir as only being a wine thing. It's a it's a whiskey and a vodka and a gin thing too. Uh, that goes for the gamut of the, the 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 products that are in there. So juniper, yes, sir.
1: So in short, the earth imparts flavor. Yes. Our planet imparts flavor. Yes. And so, it, so that's why you have California whiskeys that taste different from Kentucky bourbons. Sure.
0: Yeah. We make. Bourbon in, in California, and mm-hmm. even still today, when we or not right now, but when we were doing tours and when we do them again, this question will come up. Yeah, that can you make bourbon in California? Well, we've already established you can make bourbon in Puerto Rico, so yeah, you yeah. can make bourbon in California. Yeah. Um, when we set out our distillery, one of the first things we talked about was, do we what kind of what do we want to make? How do we want to make our distinct to us? And part of the joy of doing this is that. Uh, In some aspects, we don't have to try that hard because we are in a different place than most of the bourbon that you've ever had. We're not in Kentucky, so we don't have Kentucky water. We don't have Kentucky weather Mm -hmm. um, and we don't have Midwest grain, but we could we could buy that and bring it out here. But then there's a carbon footprint that comes with that. There is um, buying, um, you know, not regionally or locally. Yeah. Uh, So sending money somewhere else, not into your own community. Uh, so there's a lot of things to take into account there, and what and but aside from that, just when it came to the actual stuff that we were going to give to people, we were going to serve to people. What we said um, was we want to make an authentic California spirit that is who represents who we are and where we are from. So we are here in Santa Ana, Orange County. We have uh, the Santa Ana River, which when there's water in it, um, you get a little bit of coolness from that. Um, and but more more than that. You do actually get some of that. See uh, uh, if there's a, the, that coastal that coastal, coastal breeze. influence. Yeah. If it's um, onshore, I think I'm saying that right. Surfers can check me. If it's onshore, meaning the wind is coming onshore, we can sometimes get um, a little inversion that comes up the Santa Ana River, and we get some clouds to sit there. And at the distillery, the distillery doors face west, and I can sometimes in the in the mornings, uh, late mornings, when the sun's starting to come out uh, and warm up everything, see that wall of clouds. And I can see it goes right down the Santa Ana River. That's cool. So so we have, um, we can sometimes be, you know, five to 10 degrees cooler in Santa Ana than they are on the other side of the hill Mm -hmm. um, inland. Uh, And then they're even cooler than that down by the coast. Uh, um, I had a point to that, but
1: we I mean, we we are in the Santa Ana Valley, right? So naturally, we have a low pressure system here, things are going to settle here. Because air is also a fluid, right? Uh, and now we're going into the weeds. <laughs> air is also a fluid, so it will settle in eddies, and 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 because there's a low center of gravity here in the valley, it's just like the way gold settles as it's traveling down a stream. You have the heavier stuff that will settle into these eddies. And for
0: all you miners out there, Dylan can uh, talk to you about this.
1: They're <laughs> gold and then our hills, boys. <laughs> there's somewhere in a past life. Somewhere I used to dig a lot.
0: Yeah um that is all to say that weather is important climate's important uh pressure temperature humidity these are all things that are really important to maturing of spirits so in that sense it was easy for us to make an authentically california spirit as long as we stayed true to that notion and part of that notion was making sure we were thank you sir making sure that we were sourcing our raw materials from as close to home as we possibly could. Now you, nobody grows grain. Nobody grows these kinds of grains in orange County. So yet the first thing, yeah, the first we have thing to we take did... out
1: some houses to get that to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no imminent domain there. Um, you know
1: where you are, where you live. We're going to take out all your tract homes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, uh, it'll be like the forties again, except taking on orange trees. We're going to take out houses. Oh yeah. yeah. All right.
0: To plant wheat and corn yeah going back to our beginnings people will be really confused about that here in california because we have a really bad housing shortage
1: but um, the housing shortage has existed since world war since forever yeah Yeah, since always but i i mean we're gonna have no we're not gonna (laughs) uh it's like you know the 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 north valley in la you know that that was a housing shortage answer sure so the high desert like i spent seven years in the high desert Mm -hmm uh why are we talking about housing (laughs) no housing
0: (laughs) drinking it's an important issue however it's not about grain it is a
1: very important issue
0: so there was a point again to all this uh spaceship earth i i need the bedtime story version. we need to get to it yep the bedtime story version of it so grains grown anywhere are going to be of that place
1: it's like little einsteins over here guys
0: yeah um and it's going to represent something about that place uh so that's why we tried to source as much of our grain from california as we could in the very very beginning we were getting some of it from imperial valley which is closer to san diego Mm -hmm. and then we were getting some of it from sacramento valley which is up the way north of sacramento now we're getting most of it from up there including malted barley that comes from up way up by like shasta way up north in california i need a pointer yep um and um, all of those corn, wheat, rye, malted barley yeah. are grown here in California because California is really good at growing grain. It's a really good grain state, actually, uh, especially for things like rye and malted barley because they um, have some drought tolerance built in, and they are um, not as water intensive as some grains.
1: Gotcha. Because um, we are responsible here in California. Well, we we try, try to, be, to be try to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. When we talk about the water episode and responsibility, that's when. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when things get crazy. Yeah. Um, So inside of um, a a berry or a kernel of grain, I always do this on the tour, is if you opened it up like that, there's a packet on the inside of um, a a white starchy material. And that starchy material represents food for this would-be future plant of some kind that wants to turn into a plant so i always have felt kind of bad about this because part of the what we do is we're taking advantage of that little built-in food packet. so human that's there for this (laughs) seed that has all this potential and it wants to be something someday and what we're doing is we're going to take the the, the white part, the starchy part of it, and we're going to use it for
1: our own benefit. Oh, the historian in me wants to make so many jokes right now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, my
1: God. It's pretty bad. Um, oh, this is deeper than I remember it being the
0: first time we talked about this. Well, I'm sorry to say it gets much worse when you, go, when you deal right. with malted products, malted barley, because All you're taking that same kernel and then you are tricking it into thinking it's time I've met all the right conditions. I've got enough water. I've got enough temperature. Things feel really good. So I'm going to start to grow. And they'll actually put out a little foot that um, I can't remember the name of it uh, right now. But um, so it becomes like a,
1: oh, like a, like a sprout. Uh,
0: it's like, it's like a sprout. In fact, it probably is. A, yeah. Like if you're making like sprouts at yeah, home yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that, it's the little, little pod, the little foot that sticks yeah. out. It's going to start the whole process. And a good maltster, a person who makes malted barley, who malts. Out of can watch that sprout and know um, when it's time to do the ultimate uh, stab in the back and essentially cook that little guy oh, no. <laughs> so that he can oh, no God. longer take advantage of his built in food packet, his or her, his non binary, their non binary um, food packet. <laughs> and nice. <laughs> trying to save it there Uh, yeah i don't know i'm sure it's appreciated yeah Yeah. um uh, i appreciate it and 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 so in that process of malting what happens is that they create a situation where if you reintroduce water now the seed that had a had a future no longer has a future to be a plant has a future to now create something else so let's we'll try to warm it up a little bit. To it, make us drunk. Yes, yes. So wow. it's it's a noble future. It's a noble future. It's going to provide much lubricant for all of society uh <laughs> to keep functioning. What where where would we be without this product? Uh
1: that That's, Oh, what what does Robin say? Lubrication and inebriation leads to fornication, right? Sure. Probably the other way around, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. So when you
0: drink some spirit, some beer, some beer or spirit, something made from grain, you're drinking a bit of potential. You're drinking a bit of grain
1: potential. Oh. Yes. You're drinking the what could have been. What, what could what... have been and what
0: is now. It's oh. transformed, right? Oh. It was going to be a plant. Now we've taken that starchy material on the inside that was going to feed the growth of that plant. Yeah. And we've turned it, uh, we've basically turned that, food for the plant into food for something else, which is any guesses as to what that would be? Uh, me. Well, besides, besides uh, you, I mean, this humans, isn't really humans calories,
1: but informed drinkers, informed,
0: educated, informed. drinkers. Yes. No, uh, something much, much smaller than you, you or I yeast. Oh, yeah. Yeast. Yeast loves yeah. the same thing that we do, that I do too much of is sugar. And that little packet of starch turns into mm. the betis, the betis. <laughs> Um, and once you've got sugar, as you can tell from uh this spirit uh in oranges and the sugar that comes from that, yep. which there probably isn't that much sugar. I'm curious to hear about how they do that. Yeah. But uh, which the sugar that's in grapes, the sugar that's in all starches. Once you have that, now you can do all kinds of chemistry to get to what we're talking about God, here. Okay. But this spaceship Earth is this little guy yeah. because he represent he or she or it represents um a whole tiny ecosystem that this uh, berry of wheat or barley contains within it all of everything that it needs to start life so a seed can be represented at or can 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 be moved transported somewhere else and as long as conditions are right it'll just wait until those conditions are right and then it will start life somewhere else whether that's a uh you know someone putting a packet of seeds in their pocket in the you know in the mid 18th century and walking across the country yeah. and planting those seeds somewhere else aka johnny Appleseed. thank you which he's allegedly comes from fort wayne which is back in indiana where i'm from hey. and he came out here to orange county and i didn't even know that who's your vibes here. yeah whether it's th- someone taking that handful of seeds and walking across the country to plant it along the way <laughs> or it's You know, putting a seed in a vault in a in a in a vault in in Iceland or something like that, and saving it for generations because we need this genetic material in our world to be for us to be healthy and happy and sustainable. Um, But it's I think of it as this little spaceship Earth. It represents everything that we are. There's all of the genes and the genetics in there that needs to be to create a
1: whole new life, and it's just waiting for. Okay, I started out thinking like this was just this was almost like what the Belgians did to the Congo, but <laughs> oh, uh, <gosh. laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, that ended better than what the Belgians did to the Congo. Well,
0: I wanted to turn it around because it makes me like weepy to think about, yeah, the the, the is anthropomorphizing this little
1: seed and and no, but, I mean, something. like that's how we make sense of it, right? It's the it, it's like we we are grateful for the spirit that exists. So when inherently we have to be grateful for the organism that started the process. Yeah. To, to you, little dude. To you. Or to little non but non non-binary non person. Non <laughs> non-binary seedling. Yeah, seedling. Yes, seedling. Yes, yes. Is that like the changeling from the <laughs> oh nah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um mm. it the the
0: seed also represents um uh, lots of upstream things, so jobs um, for people who grow yeah. it, uh, ocup- like a uh, livelihood for for folks. Cultural
1: investment, economic yep. investment. Yep. So uh, we spend yeah. a lot
0: of money on that stuff yeah. at the distillery, and we and we're happy, proud, and and uh, we talk about it a lot about how we're trying to keep that money in this regional yeah. grain economy. There are much much cheaper ways to do it. Yeah. There are much easier ways to do it. Uh, this is the hard expensive way. And um sometimes it's like you beat yourself up and you're like, God, do I really need to be doing it this way? But um I think it shows in the spirit, and we're really proud of it and happy to tell gotcha. the story.
1: Yeah, it definitely shows in, in this in the spirit from the Spirit's guild. It definitely shows That that is some high quality booze right there. Okay, that was spaceship earth. I'm I'm spent. Well, geez. Okay, so let's see. We've talked so that's the first installment of talking about the elements of distilling. Uh, let's see, do we have any any like uh, any other news? I mean, I can talk about what we're gonna do, gonna be doing at Bowers on May 22nd at 8 p.m. I think you should because I want to hear about it too because I'm right. supposed to be there. So yeah, um, they will be opening up the California Bounty exhibit, which is it's always there, but it's sometimes closed to the public. Um, it's a lot of local history. um, it includes um this brandy still from Don Juan Forrester, uh, one of the original uh well, he inherited the ranch, the rancho, which would become Sant- Sant- santa Ana uh from when he married into the Pico family. he married into the Pico family, I believe so. and then they the went Pico family oh. was really
0: influential. Wait a in southern california right yeah, yeah one of the biggest yeah, the land pico house in la ra- yeah ranchers. yes because um, this
1: is before california was a state actually no he did not marry into the pico family he sued don uh, don, don pico okay but um he married into well there were five ranches in santa Ana's, rancho santiago de santa rancho de the arenas or the ranch which is the uh which is now newport back bay oh really yeah uh there's there's there a lot of of where of when and where these ranches existed because they they go to the original like land grants from the Spanish, and then we had the uh, the Gaspar de Portola um, expedition in 1769, uh, and that would lay out the the first colonization or one of the first colonizations of of California, and uh, it, it, it's. So we're going to be talking about all that. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to be touching on that, but primarily we're going to be talking about the the really interesting. What I've just discovered in my research is the the Jews that came to Orange County to start Anaheim, and with them came the wine industry. Oh, yeah, I believe the forebearer of that would be Wilhelm Dreyfus. Um, he he um he would be one of the first settlers of Anaheim.
0: Do we know what when the still dates to?
1: I do not. They 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 say that they had some spectroscopy and some X rays done to it, uh, which is one was something you'd see done with like antique cannons uh, mm. to see if there's any voids in the metallurgy and sure, sure, and sure. to sure. see how it was made. Yep. Um. It's like mid mid eight mid nineteenth century is what they say, which lines up with Don Juan Forrester, but it came from his estate. And through various lineages, uh, but that speaks to the wine, re- the wine history, the wine production history of Orange County, Southern California, before Northern California was a
0: thing—a uh, wine thing.
1: Yes, um, one of one of my contacts. She lives in Washington Square in Santa Ana. She has a, a wine bottle she found in the wall of her house mm-hmm. from a winery in Santa Ana. Oh, is that the one
0: you were showing me the the layout
1: of? No, it's not Young's Brothers. Oh, this one actually was supposed to be behind where the Yost Theater is now.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. It's right downtown.
1: Yes. So, I I'll be getting that from her to show um, at the event, along with a still and and things like that. We'll be talking about um, Orange County Orange County alcohol history prior to 1900. Uh, the reason we have that cutoff is 1900s when we have the general election vote, and that leads to a whole plethora of other issues. Uh, so we have a rich history of wine production here, and then we also have uh, Issei and Nisei, uh, Japanese-American uh, immigrants creating using the local fauna here to make sake, which is also cool. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a... The the presentation will not be like this this one single thing. It's it'll be an overall educational uh presentation with images, cause I've spent what three years, four years digging up this stuff, so I might as well show it. And we'll have a signature cocktail at Bowers, uh which is a riff on the uh Vu And it, I'm calling it the Camino Viejo. Uh oh, it, yeah. Give it a new name. Yes. It Camino is Camino
0: Viejo. What's Viejo?
1: uh old so the old uh, in french is old viejo because romance languages are pretty much the same old so camino is is like it's basically old road yeah whereas uh vu carré is is an old corner old quarter so french quarter oh yeah because that cocktail came out around the time in the 1890s when the french quarter was beginning to become a tourist destination like it's pretty much always been a tourist destination. Uh for those that have been on Bourbon Street at like three in the morning, you know what I'm talking about. Um have, have I haven't been,
0: been. Am I missing on missing out on something? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've seen young women painted in gold. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't yeah. say that I have. Yeah, no. It, it, and you have to go to Clover Grill. Yeah, Clover Grill. Love you guys. Um <laughs> all the plugs <laughs> uh clover Girl, three in the morning trying to make sense of eating the best omelet that will ever exist on the face oh of the my earth gosh. yeah wow why am i that sounds awesome. i'm hungry now yeah. but uh
0: <laughs> so much like much like what we do here we're going to be doing some of that at at the bowers yes yeah we'll month. be
1: talking about the history of booze in in orange county and southern california prior to 1900 we'll have a signature cocktail it will be a night of libations and laughs, uh, because this will be harkening back to the first time I did a, a, a presentation like this, which was Drunk History at HMOC. Love you, Jamie. Um, Heritage Museum of Orange County. Yes. Where I went to as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> twice. And once in preschool, once in like fourth grade. They teach how to make butter in like baby food jars. So you got to shake it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Heavy cream in like a baby food jar. It's great. great um it, it's a great it's hmoc is a great site you should go there they have weddings there if you want to get married a <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. but uh yeah bowers is, is i'm very happy that they reached out to us and they want to make this a thing so the more people know about what we're doing the more people the more listeners we have uh the more education we're able to put out there and we'll we'll be creating more educated, more informed drinkers, uh, more responsible drinkers, uh, because you know, like the term rot gut actually comes from something. Yeah. Uh, like if you want to drink fusel oil, that's blind, on you.
0: Blind drunk that yeah. comes from something. Yeah. They're not just terms; they have meaning.
1: Yeah. So.
0: That's what's coming. It, up. It's
1: heads, hearts, and tails, right? Oh yeah. So what what do heads do? Make you blind. Uh, what do tails do?
0: they're used judiciously they're they're just fine okay okay
1: yeah. okay because i remember you used heads to strip a uh, strip paint
0: yeah you totally can <laughs> you totally can yep heads so those are the
1: four shots the, the stuff
0: at the beginning is uh is methanol as opposed to ethanol you can both are poisons methanol uh-huh. is a poison technically speaking there's lots of poisons in the world but pick your poison pick your poison hey this in 40 years if you drink a lot of it methanol yeah. will kill you in about 40 minutes if you drink a lot of it yeah. So don't drink the drone. Don't drink heads.
1: Yeah. For, for the kids that want to tag up around Logan neighborhood, it'll be, it, it's been me going around with a spray bottle of heads with a, with a washcloth. It's <laughs> taking down all the, the things I can't read. Cause I don't know what the <laughs> hell's there, but uh, yeah, uh, it works better than some of stuff you at home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's all I got. That's now. all I got too. All right.
0: I'm this has been cozy. Good. After the the yeah. uh, clementine spirit. Yeah, we kind of drank a lot of that. Yeah, I'm they make it a... from clementine. We make our uh, we make an orange vodka yes. from um, uh, Valencia. Yep, clementine. do Did they grow clementines here? They grew Valen. They grow Valencia here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously because we. I don't here. know about
1: clementines. Valencias are the are the king. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're made here, right? Invented here, right? No, no, they come In- from University of Michigan. No, I... somebody invented the the Valencia, right? Or the, yeah, is okay. it the navel? Yeah. How many oranges are there?
1: Dude, I don't know. <laughs> you go to Mother's, there's like seven types now, man. Mm. There's the one that looks like it has elephantitis and there's the, you know, it, I, I don't know. All I know is that Valencia's are kind of the kindred or saint fruit of Riverside. Yeah. Because some, I'm forgetting her name, some woman uh was industrious enough to bring valencia's to southern california and riverside was her hq and she basically cultivated valencia is a geographic location yes our production team has let where? us
0: know that valencia is a geographic location yes
1: in southern california <laughs> who knows we'll figure it out next time i mean i i mean my street hmm. is valencia so that's a geographical. Oh, you location. are you will live on valencia that's eh, right see like i said don't... full circle full circle yeah
0: but anyways okay. we had a I don't know what the point was there, but
1: yeah. Thank you all. Yeah. Remember. Pleasure. Drink responsibly. uh, Be an informed drinker. Be an informed drinker. Be educated. And drink to what you love. And drink California. Drink California. Cheers. Cheers. Ching, ching. I still got some in there.